Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa. The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Powder Blue Review. This is episode 24, and as always, I am your host, Michael Peterson. And before we get started today, I do want to give a little shout out to one of our newest sponsors. You guys have probably heard one of our ad reads for them before, but Axios.com, more specifically, sports.axios.com is a weekly or excuse me, daily newsletter that you will get. It's free to sign up. And first off, I would really appreciate anybody uh, who would help us sign up, use sports.axios.com. That is a specific blue wire tracker for us. Um, really, really helps us out. And real quickly, it is just a daily sports newsletter to kind of fill you in on what happened in the last 24 hours in sports. So it's across all sports platforms. And if you're a kind of type of person that reads the newspaper, that kind of checks the ESPN app, Uh, does any sort of thing to kind of start your day to get you caught up on things that you've missed. This is a really good resource, and I think it would just be phenomenal for you guys to sign up. Again, it's for free, and it's just one more thing to kind of help get your day started if you are one of those people who uses podcasts or media in any form, kind of help you in the right, get you in the right mindset to start the day. So once again, sports.axios.com, guys, would really appreciate that if you guys wanted to go ahead and sign up there. Show rundown. Today's show, guys, obviously we're going to do a recap. As much as I do not want to do a recap of this game, we're going to do that. The Chargers obviously fell 20-13 to to the Denver Broncos. Um, Obviously missed out on giving them their first 0-5 start in franchise history. That would have been so, so nice. To be able to say that this team handed the Broncos that we had the opportunity as a divisional rival to hand them their first 0-5 start in franchise history would have been amazing. Unfortunately, that's not what Destiny had in store for the Chargers nor the Broncos and life moves on. So after that, we're going to go over our surge and static players of the week. And go over, obviously, the recent breaking news with Trevor Williams being released from the team off the injury reserve list. Uh, Not terribly surprised with that news, but we'll talk about it here in a little bit. The Chargers came out as flat as ever against the Denver Broncos. It was a hot start by the Broncos that they parlayed into an inevitable 20-13 victory. Uh, Just a few notes right off the bat. It took the Broncos less than four minutes to score their first touchdown of the game. They started the game with back-to-back 20-plus yard gains. The first, a 26-yard pass to seldomly used tight end Jeff Howerman. The second, uh, I believe it was a 21-yard rush by Phillip Lindsay. Lindsay followed that run up with another first down run. I think it was about 13 yards. And he capped the whole thing off with a four-yard touchdown pass. He absolutely abused this offensive line. He thrived on the cutback lane and catching Chargers defenders off course. And it just looked all too easy for the former undrafted player out of the University of Colorado. 
On the Broncos' ensuing drive, they were able to cap it off with a 70-yard touchdown strike to second-year wide receiver Cortland Sutton. On this play, Cortland caught an intermediate pass, and Rayshon Jenkins, the team's free safety at the moment, went high on the tackle, missed, and Roderick Teamer couldn't undercut Sutton's ankles as he scurried up the sideline for the score. All of a sudden, in the first two drives, the Chargers had the ball for maybe four or five plays, got one first down before they punted it right back. The team was already down 14-0, and things just were not looking good. And obviously, that's the last thing any of us ever expected to see when he probably pulled out or checked the score, you know, less than four minutes into this game. All of a sudden, it's 14-0. Absolutely astounding. Absolutely astounding that they would allow the Broncos, of all people, the winless Broncos, and I don't even care that they were a team that probably played better than their 0-4 record. I do not care that the team was probably pretty good, still had some pretty good players. I cannot believe the Chargers allowed this to happen, and it started a horrible, horrible, horrible day for the team in general. The team didn't look right all game, and yes, they deserve to lose. They deserve to lose this 20-13 to matchup. Take a step back. Look at the Chargers' stat lines from this game. They're all extremely underwhelming. Phillip Rivers threw it 48 times in this game and was actually still pretty efficient. He completed 32 of those 48 passes, but somehow managed just 211 yards and two frustrating as all hell interceptions, including his third one thrown in the end zone this season. 211 yards on 32 completions. That's 6.6 yards per completion. Insane. For an offense that's supposed to be vertical with supposedly one of the best wide receiver duos in the league, obviously has the number one receiver in the NFL through the first four weeks in Keenan Allen, couldn't do anything. 32 of 48 for 211 and two picks. Horrendous. Melvin Gordon, after wasting everyone's time, wasting everyone's attention, taking it away from what matters, winning football games, obviously, comes back in his first debut, 12 carries, 31 yards, no touchdowns, four catches for seven yards. Give me a break, Gordon. After everything, oh, I'm going to prove the doubters wrong. Oh, I remember what everyone said and did while I was holding out. I'm going to prove the doubters wrong. Did he prove the doubters wrong? If anything, he just proved him right. So far, this entire time, wanting to prove people wrong, he's done nothing but the opposite. All he did was actually take meaningful snaps away from Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler only had three carries, turned into seven yards. He also caught 15 passes for 86 yards. 15 passes, tied the franchise record, tied with Keenan Allen and I believe uh, Lance Allworth. 15 catches, 86 yards. The first player in NFL history to have 15 plus catches in a game and less than 90 yards. That just kind of tells you what this game was. It was Rivers scurrying around in the backfield because Vaughn Miller is just eating up our offensive tackles. And all he could do was get it out to Austin Eckler. And if anything, that just says more about Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, if you're supposed to be a top whatever back in this league, you don't get taken out in clutch time. Austin Eckler is a better running back than Melvin Gordon. The team showed it. And that's probably going to continue to happen, honestly. I don't see Melvin Gordon getting an extended amount of touches. If Melvin Gordon gets an extended amount of touches, any more than he did this past Sunday, I'm going to be livid. The fan base should be livid. Keenan Allen, four catches for 18 yards. After being on a complete tirade through the first three games of the season, has really come down to earth. 
Now, he wasn't needed during the Miami Dolphins game. They didn't need him to catch a bunch of passes. They weren't playing from behind. So it was whatever. They didn't need him. But this game, they needed Keenan Allen. And he wasn't there. Chris Harris won this matchup this time around. I wrote about the stats, their matchup. It was one of the biggest things I was looking forward to in this game. Chris Harris won. In the post-game, not so much press conference, but it was in the locker room. An LA reporter talked to Chris Harris and asked him, how did you guys manage to limit Keenan Allen? Chris Harris said, come on, man, quote unquote, look who you're talking to. I hate that he had that much confidence to answer the way he did, that he had the ability to answer that question the way he did and was justified in it. He deserved it. Keenan Allen deserved to be talked about like that. Chris Harris deserved all the confidence in the world for shutting down what is supposed to be a top five receiver in the NFL. Mike Williams was the best I guess, receiver on the day, finished with six catches for 74 yards, still has not found the end zone, unfortunately. He's gotten a few opportunities, not in the last couple of games, um, but he's getting better. Six for 74 is a good stat line. Um, again, they just, Rivers sucks playing the Broncos. He's just horrid. He hasn't done well for quite some time. It, just not a good game. On the defensive side of the ball, here are the bright spots, actually. Besides earlier in the game, letting up a couple touchdowns, the defense wasn't too bad in the second half. And it was actually the players that uh, you probably wouldn't expect. Well, one, you would expect, maybe two. But the first guy I want to throw out there is Uchenna Nwosu. Finished with seven tackles, one sack, two tackles for loss. Had some big plays. Some big plays that helped the team stay in this game, especially in clutch time. On third downs, he came through. Joey Bosa, four total tackles, another sack. Came through, Joey Bosa. Came through again. Bosa's looking good. PFF has him as the fourth highest rated defensive end in the NFL. And I think that's true. He's definitely playing like it. Playing the run much better this year. Playing the run and rushing the passer equally as effective in 2019. First round pick, Justin Tillery. Jerry Tillery, pardon me. Jerry Tillery. One tackle, but had one sack. I think it was his first professional sack, well, full sack at least. I know he had a half a sack earlier this season. So good. Good to see him get to the quarterback, get his first full sack of the 2019 season. Now, the unsung hero, the one who almost willed this team to victory again, at least played the biggest part in helping them stay in this game, is Desmond King. Four total tackles, made some plays on defense. No bigger, though, than his play on special teams when he returned a punt 68 yards to put the Chargers on the board. Huge play. Absolutely huge play. Finally, Desmond King took one to the house much earlier this year than he did last year. He continues to be one of the best return men in the entire NFL. I am so glad he fell to the Chargers in the fifth round. And as you guys have probably known before, he is an Iowa Hawkeye like myself. He is so easy to root for on this team. It is ridiculous. And then Kaiser White. You obviously got to mention Kaiser only had two tackles on the day, but had a big interception. Big interception uh, within the Broncos red zone. Set the Chargers up to possibly get their second score of the day. But, of course, Phillip Rivers throws his second interception of the day, his third in the red zone in 2019, and it was all for naught. It was all for naught. Kaiser White did a couple good things, and uh, Rivers just shit down his leg. So, that's unfortunate, but still good signs from a lot of young players on this defense. A lot of guys who should be around for quite some time. All these names, Nuosu, Bosa, Tillery, King, and White, all young guys who will be with this team for years to come. 
with a ton of upside. So out of all this darkness, that is some brightness. That is some of the lone bright spot here uh, for the Chargers from this game. Heading over to the Broncos, kind of how they did in this game. How did they manage it? Well, Flacco went 14 of 20 for 182 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Now, again, that one interception was Kaiser White. The one touchdown was the 70-yarder to Cortland Sutton. If you take away that 70-yarder, you know, he has 112 yards, 13 passes. So Flacco wasn't, you know, elite to play off that joke. Flacco was just kind of whatever. Um, he did enough to win this game, let's put it that way. Philip Lindsay finished with 15 carries for 114 yards and a touchdown. Lindsay played extremely well, no surprise. Uh, he played well against the Chargers last season. He was a big reason why they won in StubHub, excuse me, Dignity Health Sports Park last season as well. Royce Freeman was pretty efficient uh, by himself as well. Uh, 13 carries, 61 yards, no touchdowns, but looked good, kept the chains moving, looked like a really good complimentary back. And then Cortland Sutton only caught four passes, but he turned that into 92 yards and a touchdown. Defensively, really the only notable guys to talk about besides Vaughn Miller causing havoc in the backfield is Justin Simmons, who had four tackles, one interception, and linebacker Alexander Johnson, who had nine total tackles, second on the team, and an interception of Rivers in the end zone. Other than that, the defense didn't do too much in terms of splash plays. They just did enough to kind of keep the Chargers offense off the field and keep them out of the end zone. Which, and the craziest part was, was that this is the first game, I think in 55 games or something like that was the stat that CBS put up on the TV that this was the first game in, I think, 55 that the Chargers failed to score in the first half, which, come on, you, you want to put some salt on the wound, you want to kick someone while they're already down, just remember some of these stats, guys, because the Chargers don't just lose, they lose in historic fashion. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for a free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. Sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even happens. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, try for free. Type in free99 at sports.axios.com. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? It hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I personally love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, an easy glide, and that low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's essentially is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price, and I mean, at $2 a blade, you really can't go wrong there. It's just super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door, on your schedule, with or without a subscription. And there's no risk for you guys to try them out for free. If you don't love your shave, let them know 
and they'll always give you a full refund. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial sets at harrys.com slash blue wire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with alloy to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start shaving better today. A couple positives to note on as well, much smaller positives is that we got to see some meaningful snaps for linebacker Drew Tranquil and offensive guard Forrest Lamp. I believe Drew Tranquil had 33% of the snaps played in this game, made some nice plays on defense, had some more, a couple plays on uh, special teams as well. And if I just double check over here, how Tranquil actually did. So he actually had seven total tackles, tied for second on the entire team, two of those being special teams tackles. He looked good. He looked really good. It's nice to see, uh, you know, a blend of youth and athleticism in Tranquil running around on the field for the Chargers defense because, quite frankly, he's a little bit different than Thomas Davis, who, quite frankly, looked as slow as molasses on Sunday, and Denzel Perryman, who, you know, makes some splash plays here and there but has struggled to be consistent since he got back from his return, and that 5'11", short, stumpy frame isn't doing much for him in the way of being a playmaker. And at offensive guard, Forrest Lamp went in on at least one drive for Dan Feeney. No, excuse me. Pardon me on all that. Mike Pansy went out of this game for, I believe, most of the second half. And Dan Feeney was moved to center, and Forrest Lamp got to go in at left guard. So, all of a sudden, we have a lot of snaps on Forrest Lamp to analyze and watch and see if he was really any good. And at, you know, first glance, as first watch... He did. He looked good. There was one or two plays where I saw him get beat by Shelby Harris, who in his own right is one of the most underrated defensive tackles in the entire NFL. But for the most part, he looked really good. He uh, looked great in pass pro, nice kick step, looked good mirroring, showed good power in the run game as well. I think he had at least one pancake in this. I think he had a pancake against the Miami Dolphins as well. So the guy looks good. The guy does look good. It's really exciting to see Forrest Lamb I'm not going to lie, though, the excitement about Forrest Lamp has died down a little bit inside me simply because I can't keep putting a bunch of emotional capital into him as a player and as a fan, and then just knowing that the offensive staff, that Anthony Lynn, isn't going to put him in the game like they should. It's a huge bummer, and uh, at this point, it's just good to see him getting some snaps and something that I can watch that's not just a single drive. A last bit of news before we get into surge or static for this week is the news that the Chargers finally released Trevor Williams off IR. I don't know if the Chargers are trying to commit to a strategy of releasing him and then re-signing him, hoping you know he claim, uh, he isn't claimed on waivers. That would allow the Chargers to sign him back to the practice squad and then eventually activate him to the active roster were he to finally get healthy this season. Um it's either that or they're just tired of Trevor Williams. They're tired of him being unhealthy. He lost a starting gig last year. He did start last season for a little bit, but ended up getting benched for Mike Davis, who I think has been playing really well um, since his return this season. But it's either or. It's either or, unfortunately. Um, I think he's a good player. You know, when he was on, uh, they went nine and seven that year that he was a full-time starter, but he was a really good player. Him and Casey Hayward were one of, if not the best cornerback duo in the NFL that league or that year, pardon me. And I just wish, you know, things could go back to that, but the injury bug, man, once it's here, it just stays on these Chargers players 
And yeah, at the end of the day, I think they just got tired of having to worry about Trevor Williams, the player, in the same way they got over Jason Verrett. And finally, to end this week's first episode, uh, we are going to finish with Surge or Static. Now, this week's Surge or Static was tough uh, for many reasons, mostly because I don't want to think about this game in any way, shape, or form, but I had to find three guys that were good, and I had to find three guys were bad. And guess which ones were the easiest to do? If you guess Static, ding, ding, ding. But first, we always start with Surge. So we've talked about these three guys. I'm going to go over it fairly quickly here. But surging, number one, linebacker Drew Tranquil. Just the fact that, you know, he didn't make any huge splash plays, but was just solid, was solid on defense. And the fact that he's been able to earn more snaps on this defense is awesome. That in itself is him surging forward with his play and his career. So good to see Drew Tranquil. Again, had five tackles on defense and two on special teams. Secondly, you got to talk about cornerback Desmond King. Of course, we got to talk about Desmond King. He made the play of the day. The 68-yard punt return for a touchdown was huge. It obviously got everyone's hopes up. Um, Unfortunately, the team couldn't do anything about it. He's been solid, man. Whether it was, you know, this punt return, he had two and a half sacks against Josh Rosen. I mean, stuff like that. He's a playmaker. This guy is fantastic. Again, so glad he's on this team. We need him to keep going forward. If if Desmond King were to get injured, knock on wood, that I would, might be done with this season because he's one of the last bright spots on this team that kind of keeps me coming back week to week. Thirdly, got to talk about linebacker Kaiser White, another young guy. Obviously started the first three games of the season last year before succumbing to injury, cost him the rest of the season. He's been good this year. He started the first couple games and then they were like, well, Denzel Perryman's back. We got to give him his starting spot back. Well, I think that's been a shit idea so far. He looked Denzel looked good the first game he came back. I don't think he's looked good since. He's looked slow. He's getting caught up on offensive linemen, getting swallowed up in the middle of runs. It looked just like that on the Broncos first drive of the game he got swallowed up got stuck on offensive lineman Lindsay was able to just run right past him and Thomas Davis White's been good I think they need to increase the snaps for White as well and I think honestly after signing Perryman to the extension they did prior to this season I think it's looking like a bad idea and they eventually pulled the ripcord on him and Thomas Davis hopefully after this season all right static 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 your static players first And of course, is Melvin Gordon. It took one game for Gordon to end up on the static list. And to be honest, I'm not surprised in the slightest. Anthony Lynn was forcing Gordon into the game plan from the opening kickoff, and everyone could see that it was about to go downhill fast. So after his holdout became a waste of time, and then he was just going to prove the doubters wrong again, like he was saying, aka, you know, those who believed Eckler is the better option in the backfield. And hint, hint, he is. Gordon finished with just 31 yards, on just 12 carries, and caught another four passes for only seven yards. What a horrendous stat line. Like, yeah, he really proved them wrong. My goodness. He looked every bit like a guy who hadn't played in any meaningful football in months. He was sluggish behind the line, he was indecisive in picking his holes, and he couldn't make anything out of the snaps given to him. And at this point, honestly, any snaps that he receives are just potential game-breaking snaps taken away from Eckler from here on out. Second, I have to put Phillip Rivers on here. You know, the team didn't help him too much around him this game, but he threw two terrible interceptions, and he always does this against the Broncos. He does this against the Chiefs as well, but he's so bad at throwing the ball around against the Broncos. This is not the no-fly zone. 
This is not nearly as good of a defense as they've had in years past. He was trash this game. I still love Rivers. I think he's great. I think he's one of the only reasons this team actually has any wins this season. But it was by far his worst outing of 2019. He nearly chucked it 50 times. Completed 32 of those. 32 of 48, 211. A pair of super frustrating interceptions. So there's a bunch of things that stand out with that stat line, obviously. 32 completions would probably lead you to believe that he had a big day through the air. No, 211 yards. That's insane. 6.59 per completion to be exact. And it should also come to no surprise after seeing that stat line that Eckler did what he did. 15 plus catches and for less than 90 receiving yards. That's that's just insane. And last but not least, uh, I have to put Keenan Allen here again. You know, last week I did it because it, it was just, you know, even though he wasn't needed, his stat line fell flat and uh, he took a step back. This is like a legitimate step back. Like he lost this matchup with Chris Harris. It was a gut punch to put him on this list in back-to-back weeks. I already told you what Chris Harris said, but come on, man, look who you're talking to, spewing confidence. He just shut down what was supposed to be uh, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Sucks. It absolutely sucks. He finished third on the team in both catches and receiving yards, catching four of six targets for a measly 18 yards. All were season lows by a huge margin. You know, in prior games where the Chargers had, you know, were fighting to come back from behind, Allen was a lock to be pelted with targets. And this one, he was just nowhere to be found through most of the afternoon. Even Mike Williams was back on the field, who took, you know, some attention away from Allen. Even with that, Allen couldn't find any daylight whatsoever against Chris Harris. That does it for today's show, everybody. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming along, getting through this podcast with me as we have to remember this loss and how this game went. It's going to be fine. I promise everything's going to be fine. They've took some tough losses. They're two and three. Remember, this team lost some games last year. They probably shouldn't have, but they also won some games they shouldn't have. And I believe once this team gets Derwin, some of their other players back, there's a little more sense of normality in this team that things will go back to normal. So please stick with me as we try to navigate this this filthy, murky season that we have so far. Once again, this has been Michael Peterson from the Powder Blue Review. If you guys want to go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks, that's at Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. And you might as well go ahead and follow the Twitter podcast handle at PB Review Podcast. And go on over to boltsfromtheblue.com. That is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog. That is where I am the deputy manager. We're always doing great things over there. Guys, remember to subscribe. Smash that like button, subscribe button, five-star review. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Still want to make this thing the best Chargers podcast that I can possibly make it. And a lot of that comes from help from you guys. So I really do appreciate it. Once again, this has been Michael Peterson, and I will see you guys later this week.